Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome to the Sarah Adele podcast. Are you listening? Our bodies are master communicators and I'm here to help you tune in so that you can better listen to yours. May the conversations we have inspire us to dream bigger, make bold decisions and courageously step into our fullest expression. Together, as modern day explorers for human possibility and potential, let's expand our awareness and liberate our perception of all things body, being and business. Hello everybody, I'm jumping in for another solo app and I wanted to tell you a story. I love telling the story. I always tell the story. It's about when we bought our combi and it's a pretty special story. Um, But obviously I want it to be relevant to something to do with... um, you know, my work. Well, it doesn't always have to be, but you know, it's, it's inspiring anyway. But when I was reflecting on the story that I'm about to tell you about Bob and our combi van that we bought from Bob, um, yeah, I realized that the reason this story is so special is because Bob had trust. Bob, I'll introduce you to him in a minute, trusted us. <laughs> And it's so funny because when I tell the story, it's so refreshing and I was so gobsmacked when I tell the story that you're about to hear. And I've realized looking back that it's because Bob trusted us. He didn't know us, but he trusted us. And trust is something that is actually at the core of what so many of us want. When I first work with clients, no matter if it's for, you know, personal or professional development, whether it's body or being or business, you know, I often do this beautiful process and, you know, it's, they, they gain clarity and direction, but it's, I hate this word. I call it, it's sort of like an emotional screening, um, sort of process, but it's more, maybe call it like a holistic inquiry. But basically what we're doing is becoming aware of what's sort of been holding us back and then what it is that we truly want. And the thing is when people say, you know, I want to feel light and I want to feel free and I want to feel, um, you know, they, we say all those things. I want, I want to feel light and I want to feel free and I want to feel relaxed and, and they're all great. However, when we actually delve a little bit deeper, a really common thing that is beneath the lightness and the freedom and the relaxation is actually a deep desire for trust. Because trust is something that a lot of us have lost along the way, whether that, you know, is through betrayal or, um, you know, deception. And it's a really hard thing to gain back. However, one thing that I really believe makes it easier and that I've witnessed throughout um you know, the the growth and the process of my clients is that when you can learn to trust yourself, it becomes easier to then find, you know, trust in others. Because really when you trust yourself, (laughs) 
you don't need to have that trust in others as such because you know that you are perfectly whole just as you are. Obviously, it's great to trust other people, but it's not this desperate trust and this need that I need to trust you because I don't trust myself. I'm not sure if that's making any sense at all, but you know, I, you will hear me repeat this throughout the, so many of the episodes, you know, everyone's out there saying, connect to your body, you know, listen to your body. And my refute to that is, yeah, but how do they trust something they don't know? So what I love to do with people is bring them back to their bodies to rekindle the relationship between them and their bodies so that they can begin to build that trust again. Because at the moment, you guys, I feel so sorry for you guys out there with everyone saying, tune in and trust and do this. But it's like, but but you're asking me to trust a stranger. If we think of our body like another person, you know, we we have been not acknowledging her for a long time. She's She's been there, but we haven't really acknowledged her. We have become disconnected. We've become distant. So, I mean, you don't immediately trust a stranger, do you? You've got to take time to get to know this person and then the trust will develop and build. And that's what lots of us have to do within our bodies. So I wonder if that resonates for you. Yeah, beneath the desire of freedom and, you know, confidence and, you know, ease, is beneath that an underlying desire to trust again? And as I mentioned before, the best way to begin the, the journey back to trust is to begin to trust yourself. And that comes from reconnecting to yourself and getting to know yourself, which obviously, you know, I'm going to say includes your body <laughs> um, and it can happen that way. Anyway, let me tell you the story about Bob and our combi because it's a really nice story. It's just a, like it reminds us there, you know, there is still goodness and, um, you know, good people out there in the world. So it was back through COVID. And remember in Victoria, we were like, I mean, we were locked up a lot of the time, but it was must have been when we'd come out of lockdown because I was at one of my, my studio in Mornington. And I was meant to be flying to Queensland the next day uh, for work. I had a private client up there that I was seeing. So I was flying up and the family were flying with me. And then I was driving home from Mornington to Mount Martha and I kept getting all these messages. Oh, you won't be able to go now. Oh, you won't be able to go. Oh, you can't go now. I was like, what? And I don't really watch the news. Um, Anyway, I got in and called a friend and she's like, oh, they're bringing in the, the lockdown again, the, the flight's shut tomorrow, the border's shut, da-da-da-da-da. And I was just like, <laughs> the rebel in me was like, that's bullshit. No one is keeping me from the sunshine of Queensland. <laughs> so I drove in our um, driveway and Jace was working on a bike. He was working um, at, from home at that time. And I said, jump in the car, we're driving. He's like, what? I said, They've cancelled our flights. Let's drive. If we leave now, we'll make it across the border before midnight because if we wait any longer, they're going to shut the borders at midnight. So we've got to go now. He's like, what? I've got to finish your bike. I'm like, come on, get in the car. Anyway, so he frantically rushed to finish this bike. We literally, this is going to gross you out, but we literally left dirty dishes in the sink. We packed the car. We jumped in the car. We took Sunny. We just had Sunny, our dog, at that stage. And we drove out and away. 
And, you know, for those uh, people that love 1111 like I do, we cross the border, the Victoria-New South Wales border at 11.11pm. Thank you, whoever, angels, universe, whatever. And then we um, ended up staying somewhere in Marimula, I think, that night. And then all new rules came back in, so we were safe, but then they put in a new rule that if you're not booked into your accommodation um, by a certain time, they were going to send you back. Anyway, we literally arrived at our accommodation in Byron Bay something like at 11.58 p.m., and if we had have been two minutes later, they would have had to reject our booking and send us home. <laughs> so we made it. Whew, we were safe. And... um Anyway, so we were in Byron Bay and, you know, everyone else was in Victoria and locked down, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, we were free. We were in Byron Bay. We were set. We had, I had my Edge Sparkling delivered by a mail. <laughs> it was awesome. So I was in Byron Bay. So, of course, I was going to go to yoga. And um, so I was going to yoga every day and I was just driving myself and Jace would stay at the um, caravan park with the kids yeah, so I was going to yoga every day and I'd normally drive myself. Anyway, this one day Jace said, I'll drive you. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And anyway, so Jace drove me. And as he was driving me to yoga, we drove past this combi van for sale. And um, yeah, it just said for sale. And Jace used to have a combi and it was like this orange combi. And when I first met him, he was always like, I wish I didn't sell my combi. I wish I didn't sell my combi. So Every day of our life together, I've heard, I wish I didn't sell my combi. So I went to yoga and then he picked me up and he's like, we're going for a test drive tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Oh gosh. He'd already like gone, rang the guy. Um, yeah, did all the things. So fast forward to the next day and we met Bob. Bob was the owner of the combi. So Bob was this, yeah, lovely man. He was probably maybe late sixties, maybe seventies. I'm not sure. And yeah, he'd had the, the combi for a long time. So we jumped on in and we went for a test drive and, you know, Jace loved it. It was the same as what he used to have. And he was just like, oh, you know, he loved it. And I think Bob had $12,500 on the, the combi. Anyway, we did not have any money at that time. We were not like in the position to buy another car. Um, at that car, we'd actually, cause it's when my business sale had fallen through. So we'd basically started our life again. And I think we'd actually, Jace had to sell his car. So we, were, we actually just had one car between us. So we just had one car. We didn't, you know, really have any money to buy another car. And, um, yeah, anyway, so it was $12,500. Anyway, we, we got back and I was like, what are all these people? And there was a line of people, probably like 20 long, of people waiting to take the combi for a test drive. Anyway, Jace was like, oh, shit, holy crap. Anyway, he goes, Bob, I can give you 10 grand. I don't know where in the hell he was getting the 10 grand from because we had like, you know, 10 cents to our name. And he's like, Bob, I can give you 10 grand. And anyway, Bob's like, all right, all right. Well, you know, I really do want, you know, I can't remember what. I think her name was, I think the combi's name was Judy or something. Sorry, Bob, we've got to go change the Judy. I don't like Judy. <laughs> I think we've called the combi Bob since it was Judy. I think, I think the combi's had a sex change and is now, has transformed from Judy to Bob, but I definitely wasn't calling the combi Judy. 
This episode is brought to you by a complimentary connection Zoom with moi, with me. If you're ready for the key that will unlock you from where you are and the map to guide you to where you want to be personally and professionally, this Zoom is for you. I'm not one to fit in a box. However, the way I describe who I am and what I do at this point of my life is that I am a business mentor, a somatic therapist, and a movement specialist. Which means, if you're after support with your biz, I can help. If you need to heal and break free from limiting beliefs, I can help. And if you're wanting to rekindle the relationship between you and your body to move with grace, confidence and freedom, I can help with that too. What have you got to lose? The Zoom is my treat to you and I promise you it's not a sales call. So before you have time to talk yourself out of it, click the link in the show notes and let's connect. I can't wait to hear from you. And now back to the app. Anyway, <laughs> Chase said, I can give you 10 grand. He was plucking this $10,000 out of fresh, you know, I don't know where, but anyway. And Bob's like, well, I really want it to go to a family and, you know, I, I really do. And anyway, when Jay said, I'll give you 10 grand, the, the first man inside in the, in the line goes, I'll give you 20,000 cash straight up right now. <laughs> and then it, we were like, oh shit. And then the guy behind him said, I'll give you 40 grand cash right now because it was the, I can't, I can't remember the exact, like how much they said, but it was a lot more than, it was more than double what we were saying. And the, these were the guys that owned the, the combi restoration places in Byron. So they wanted that combi because they were going to restore it and make it automatic and da 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 da. So here's Bob getting, 20,000 flashed in front of his face, getting 40,000 flashed in front of his face. And he's like, oh, oh, hold up, hold up, guys, hold up. Jason and his family were here first. Let me honour this first. And then Jess like, yeah, man, Bob, I can give you 10,000, but I can't give it to you straight away. But, you know, I I, I really love this car. I, you know, I'll take care of it. We really love it. Anyway, Bob's like, deal. <laughs> we were like, What? We're like, holy shit. Anyway, so Bob said no to these people that were flushing money that were going to pay him up front, paying more than double what we were offering him. And he said, no, I want to give it to these guys. And like that in itself was just mind-blowing. Like how refreshing is that in this day and age for someone to say, nope, like it wasn't about the money. It was actually who the car was going to. So I just... I loved that. Anyway, to cut even a more long story short, we went up to the Gold Coast from there, but we couldn't take the combi with us because it wasn't registered and all the different things. So we said to Bob, is it okay if um, we pick the combi up on the way back down from the Gold Coast and then Jace will drive it um, home as I drive our car home? And Bob's like, yep, 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 no worries, no worries. And so we had a great time up on the Gold Coast and, um, yeah, we'd spend, it was great. So everyone was locked down, but we were having an awesome time, um, on the Gold Coast. And then at that stage, my beautiful mum had a bit of a cancer scare, like a skin cancer. So I was like, I just want to get home. I want to get home. I want to get home. So we went home sort of early and we obviously had to drive down through Byron to, um, pick up the combi, but we still didn't have the money for the, 
for the combi. So wait for it. So we drove down and we drove into Bob's Caravan Park where he lived and we were like, oh, Jace went and chat to him and he's like, Bob, we need to go home. We don't have the money to pay you just yet, but um, we'd like to take the combi. <laughs> and I just remember sitting in the car like oh, crossing my fingers going, come on, is this going to happen? Will this man let us take the car without paying for the car? Like I was just, yeah, anyway, I just saw Bob and Jay sitting outside his caravan in these camping chairs, the legs crossed, just having this chat. And then I was like basically holding my breath the whole time. And then Jace walked over the car, thumbs up. He's like, we're good to go. And I'm like, what? I'm like, holy shit. So we'd bought a combi for $10,000, even though this man had like $30,000 flashed in front of him and he's he honoured that. And then this man, this beautiful man, Bob, trusted us enough to let us drive the combi home and we hadn't paid for it. <laughs> Can you believe it? And yeah, as I mentioned, it was COVID. And I think at that time, um, I think that's when they said you can take out like superannuation. And I think that's ended up what we did, how we ended up paying for the combi because yeah, through COVID with all the lockdowns, they let you take $10,000 of your super or something. So how funny is that, that they put on this deal going, oh, if you, you know, if you run your own business and you're not earning money, you can draw $10,000 out of your super. So I was like, okay, there we go. Thank you. That is the $10,000 that we were looking for. And then Bob patiently waited until our super money cleared. And then we transferred him the money and he was, thank you, all good to go. But holy shit, is that a cool story or what? I mean, number one, crossing the border at 11.11 and then two, booking into the accommodation at two minutes before they would have sent us home and then three, seeing the combi on the side of the road and then four, people flashing money but Bob didn't care and then five, Bob letting us drive the car home that we hadn't paid for. (laughs) Oh, I just think that is beautiful. So, Bob the epitome of trust. And and that's it. Even like if I look back at, at Bob and Jace, um, we ended up going to the Gold Coast for Christmas, I think a year or so later. And um, yeah, Bob uh, Jace met up with Bob because then that's it. Never assume. You always think, oh, this man living in a caravan park, you know, he must have nothing. But then once we got to know Bob, he's like, oh, yeah, I bought a property in uh, Mermaid Beach like back in the 70s. <laughs> so he had like a, you know, a unit in Mermaid Beach on the Gold Coast that he'd owned and never assumed. So I always thought this, you know, <laughs> you know, I always thought this man in the caravan park park with the combi was, you know, this sort of broke man and then let alone he was, a, you know, quite a wealthy um man. Um, yeah. So anyway, how good is that? And yeah, looking at, um, just his body language, he was chilled. He was relaxed. He was cool. He didn't care about what anyone thought. He just trusted. He was just trust. So trust is that actually what it is that you're looking for? Because on surface level, we think freedom and ease and relaxation. But just think about it. If you embodied trust, if you truly felt trust, 
I trust that everything is going to be okay. I trust that I made the right decision. I trust that everything is exactly as it's meant to be in this moment. I trust. Can you feel that freedom and ease that if you truly trusted, how light and free you would feel in your body? So I just wanted to share that in case you're off there on this journey thinking that you want something, but then allow yourself to reflect in a little deeper and think, hmm, is it actually trust that I'm wanting? Because you can be completely relaxed and you can be free. You can be free from people or places or old jobs. But if you're going around with this sense of mistrust, you're still going to have that tension and resistance within your body, aren't you? So yeah, reflect on that. Is there ways for you to redevelop your trust? And as I mentioned at the start, that comes first and foremost from trusting in yourself. But remember, yourself includes your body. And do you truly know your body? Can you say wholeheartedly that you know your body? If your body was another person, how do you describe the way you treat her? I was just speaking to someone in a podcast interview and she was saying that she'd heard her back at the gym, but that morning she was just like, I can't be bothered, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And she's like, come on, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to go. So her body was basically begging her to not go to the gym that day, but she ignored the body and she went to the gym and she hurt her back. And I said to her, if that was your daughter, if that was your little girl saying, oh, mom, I just, I don't feel like going today. I just don't feel up for it. What would you say to your little girl? You'd be like, okay, sweetie, that's okay. You just, you know, you just rest up. You, you know, you take care, you just rest up. But our poor bodies, we're like, suck it up, princess. You're coming to the gym because I want to get buff and I don't care what you think about it because we're going to do it no matter what, you know, so... Do you truly know your body, honor your body, trust your body? That is a beautiful place to start because when you are connected to yourself and when you trust yourself, your dependence on trusting anything else becomes a lot less significant because you really don't need to trust anyone else because you trust yourself and you trust in decisions and you trust in the outcome. And it really is just that ripple effect that is going to enhance the way you feel in your body, in your being and beyond. So that's all I wanted to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed my little story about Bob and the combi and trust. (laughs) And I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. And before I go, I just wanted to say I had the most beautiful message from um, someone today from New South Wales. And she's like, oh, she was talking to me about Sacred Union. She said, oh, thank you so much, Sarah. I'm really loving your podcast. And I can see how many of you guys are listening and I want to thank you so much. And it's big, it's growing each week and it's becoming more consistent each week. And I think, I wonder who these people are. So I would love you, if you can, to start to leave a comment just so I know that you're there. Um, and obviously if you can, yeah, rate, um, the podcast and leave a comment, 
that would be amazing. I would really, really love it because, yeah, I love making these podcasts for you. But um, at the moment, I'm talking to strangers. I'm talking to – I don't know who's out there, you know, so I'd love you to write a comment and even ask in, what would you like me to talk about? What episodes would you um, – yeah, would you like? I've got some amazing um, interviews coming up that I am really excited about. So stay tuned for those. But please reach out and ask, what would you like to know about? What sort of episodes would you like to listen to? So reach out, get in contact, and I would love to create something that you really want to hear. All right. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening today. I would love for you to share this episode with someone you know that may need to hear it. The more people we can inspire, motivate and liberate, the better our world will be. Please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you are listening from. And if you want to continue the conversation, come find me over at I am Sarah Adele on Instagram. Until next time, take care, beautiful people.